Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 584, our look at the misbegotten sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby. I don't want to. Yeah. but mm, but Me either. But you're gonna. So before we get started, <laughs> I did. let's go around the virtual table and everyone can uh, introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And uh, you can chime in with your thoughts about these awful, awful movies. And, uh, and this, <laughs> oh this boy, one, are they ever. this one, uh, you can actually, I, at the moment anyway, watch for free on YouTube. So you don't even get it. All it's going to take, yeah. all it's going to cost you is ninety minutes of your life. And uh, well, and, and it's also it's clearly a VHS recording of a televised <laughs> broadcast. Right? Yeah, it's really bad. But I, oh, look, I'm not it, saying it's great quality, I, but it's there. I think it makes it all the more somehow that makes it better to watch. But there's <laughs> there's literally no other way to find it. Like I looked high and low to try. I mean, yep. I'm not saying physically, but digitally, there's no other way to find it. I was like, I don't want to watch this copy of this movie. <laughs> I looked everywhere, and I'm just like, well, I'm going to YouTube. Yeah, I love that's, in the Wikipedia the entry it says that uh, it debuted to low ratings and bad critical reviews, and it's and the opinion of the film has deteriorated over time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it, but oh, that's oh. what we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, also, we have a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash real spoilers were for five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content. You help us out and we greatly appreciate it. So look what happened to Rosemary's baby. So here's the thing just from Jump Street on paper. This should have been an okay movie, right? Like I don't disagree. Like, I mean, first off, they were bringing the heat like they were. They did not phone this in I don't I think this all falls to the script because so I mean it has a it's this movie's got 
four Oscar winners in it. It's got Ruth Gordon, Patty Duke, Broderick Crawford, and Ray Milan. So you've got you've got f- four Oscar winners. Patty Duke was originally in contention to play Rosemary in the original. Like she was okay. You know, she, okay. They, they wanted her, and it's directed by Sam Osteen, who um, never went on to be much of a director. Shocking. But he's a very <laughs> he's a very famous film editor. He literally wrote the book on film editing called Cut to the Chase, and he was the editor on Rosemary's Baby. He was the editor on Chinatown. He was the editor on Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. He was the editor on Cool Hand Luke. Like this guy's the real deal. So like they they bring in some connective tissue, not just in front of the camera w- with Ruth Gordon, but behind the camera with Sam Osteen. And, well, in the book, too, Ira Levin wrote the sequel to his own book. Well, but the the sequel that Ira Levin wrote didn't come out for like 20, 20 years later. So this is not based on that that sequel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So son of like, what is it called? Like son of Rosemary. Son of Rosemary. He's son of Rosemary. Yeah. Um, that that oh. is Ridiculous that title. is not uh that that is not. This has no nothing to do with that, even though. Okay, well, maybe that's why. Yeah. It, things end up the way they do. Because I was going to say, I I didn't know anything about it, obviously, other than there was a sequel. But I saw Ira Levin wrote a sequel to Rosemary's Baby, and I'm thinking like, well, that's weird. I wonder why this isn't better because he wrote the first one, and it's such a direct adaptation, and it's so good. But that answers a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I'm here for. So yeah, it and it like I said, it's a shame because. Um, this, this has, they've assembled the right talent, right? And, yeah, and yeah. I, I don't I mean, I understand mean, what happened. I, I get what you mean that like there, there are some decent actors and you've got the editor, but you don't have, I, I mean, as, as much as I hate to even say it, but obviously Polanski is a competent filmmaker. He's yeah. made some great films. Um, and you don't have the original cast other than Ruth Gordon returning. So it's like, you have a team, but you don't necessarily have the team. Absolutely, but I, but also keep in mind, you know, playing devil's advocate, no pun intended, no, uh, that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's 1976, and it's a made-for-TV movie, so the fact, I mean, and, and, and Patty Duke, I mean, she won an Oscar, like, you can't take that away from her, and Sam Osteen, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm assuming he's won Oscars for his editing, based just based on the caliber of films he's been involved with, so it's like, like, for a made-for-TV movie in the mid-70s, I, I feel like yeah. they, they were, they were bringing the heat. You know. Yeah, did we did did we just uh, watch a movie with John Aston recently? Yeah, Gremlins two. Gremlins two. Okay, so like for people that don't know, like Sean Aston is the son of John Aston, uh, go the original Gomez Adams and Patty Duke. So if, yes. you, if oh, you think right, right, right. names sound yeah. familiar, yeah. Sean Aston is their son. And it's a very convoluted thing because I don't think he's John Aston's biological child i don't think he is like it's if you ever go back if, if you want to go down the rabbit hole look up the lineage of sean astin and how patty <laughs> did like it's and i don't even want to try to recreate it because I, I like i will say something offensive i think we've but, done it on this show but uh it's it's fascinating but um uh but, but yeah he's he's he had technically adopted but he was raised by John right astin yeah. yes so um and then so the guy who wrote this um like he's got a lot of TV credits as a writer, 
So he, but you know, he wrote on, on things like "Have Gun, Will Travel," "Naked City," "Bonanza," uh, "The Adams Family," and "Bewitched." Uh, oh, there's your connection. Is "Bonanza" what uh, they sang in Blues Brothers? No, it was, it was "Rawhide." Rawhide. Rawhide. Oh, dang yeah. it! I was trying to. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it, yeah, he wrote uh, wrote an episode of Gidget. He wrote two episodes of The Fugitive. Um. Uh, he, but he was also, um, oh, Banachek. Who doesn't love Banachek? And but he also wrote. Uh, he was the, um, I believe he was the creator of the Planet of the Apes television series. So he was the main guy behind oh, that, that TV show. Really? So, yeah. Oh. Um. So uh, and and then he does this, and he's only got two writing credits after this. One for Tales. <laughs> this was of, the one that killed it. of the unexpected, and then a TV movie called computer side which now i really want to see yeah that, <laughs> so my big takeaway from this movie is how spoiled we are now with television and with like netflix hulu amazon prime those are i think the modern day equivalent of made for tv movies like, sure so they skip they theaters they go right to streaming which is television at home and so those movies they make now are so good and they are just as good, if not better, than a lot of theatrical stuff. I mean, for instance, we just had, um, I mean, you've got, of course, over the years we've gotten a bunch, but just this past Friday, we got a Spike Lee film with some big yeah. actors in it, you know, straight to Netflix. So these streaming services Artemis are Artemis bringing... Fall came out. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't mention that. But, no, uh, <laughs> but the, I mean, that is Kenneth Branagh, who is a great director, but uh-huh. not getting good reviews. But the point is that streaming platforms now are the equivalent of made-for-TV movies, and these films are winning awards. They are quality-wise just as good as theatrical releases a lot of the time. Um, And this is the epitome of what you would consider (laughs) a made-for-TV movie, and it is atrocious. Yeah, it's bad. It's fascinating to me that it it got bad ratings when it came out, because think about it. This is a sequel to a major box office smash right it was as we talked about in last it tied for the sixth highest grossing film of 1968 so it's a sequel to a major film uh it's got you know it's it's got you know one of the it's got the the lady who uh won an oscar for her role in that film reappearing mm-hmm. And yeah, we didn't mention that Ruth Gordon actually won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar yeah. for her role, and that revitalized her career. It's just something we kind of skipped over. On totally, the but yeah, like that's how you get Harold Maude, and she's mm-hmm. also in uh, a movie that people seem to have has been kind of forgotten the time, but it's so good if you can find it called My Bodyguard um, with Christopher oh, yeah. with Christopher Makepeace and a very 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 young Adam Baldwin. Um, but uh, um, isn't that the movie that? The Owen Wilson is a, is a, a remake of, kind of, of as a pseudo remake of y- yes um, yeah okay but, Joe Bit Taylor yes yeah yes yeah um but anyway uh um but yeah so I you you just yeah I lost my my train of but also so what but, you're saying but how it got a bad rating oh it's bad rating crap. people watching like you would <laughs> well for people watching though but, you had three cha- yeah, channels because you yeah that that was my where I was headed of like you only had three things to choose from so what could it have po- like I I can't figure out when it aired yeah but I but I would choose from the fourth thing which is staring at the wall because this is a piece of garbage <laughs> but you this don't movie, know, you don't know that, that until you've already it. watched it there's yeah you but know what this, I mean? 
but this movie is soap opera quality like television like this is a terrible terrible film hey do you know who plays adult adrian slash andrew i don't know the guy that was night owl one in Watchmen. is that him oh my is god it? the old man yeah oh my god that's funny it's just but it's just everything about this movie it is so terribly written and so terribly acted it is just a terrible terrible movie just real quick also yeah this the, you know when this debuted to just make it even f- even more alarming or confusing it that it Sunday got, night that it got bad ratings. <laughs> it pre- it originally aired October 29th. So oh my two God. days in front of Halloween and people won't watch a Rosemary's Baby sequel because people are probably like sequel to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> what year? What year did this? Well, wait. What year did this come out? 1976. So Halloween hadn't even happened yet. I mean the Carpenter Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So like it's not like there was competition. I I you know? I don't yeah, I know <laughs> I know what you mean like on paper why didn't people tune into it? I mean, I don't know if at this point in time would critics be able to review things before they came out or no. I don't know how many how much reviews there were for things like that. Yeah, I honestly yeah. don't know. I just, I don't know, but like in my head, you know, and I know that it's just, this is all hindsight, but it's like, yeah, we said it last week. There should not be a sequel to Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) And and if there is one, it should not be like this. No, I think there's there's something to be said about a sequel of, you know, this kid growing up having to either fight against or accept his legacy. Uh, What we got was this. It depends on how good of the story is that Ira Levin wrote, because here's the thing. His his uh, original book was from what, 1967, I think it was published. So Rosemary's Baby came out in 68. They bought the film rights to Rosemary's Baby while it was in galley. So like they scooped it up really quick. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was a yeah, it came out the next year after the publishing. So. Ira Levin took from 1967 all the way to 1997. So you're talking about 30 years it took him to release this sequel. So in my mind, he's not going to release a sequel unless he has one to release. He didn't just go, oh, this was a huge hit. Three years later, he made a sequel. It was 30 years. Right, right, right. So there's a story to be told. And if there is one, take your time and tell it right. So I agree with you. Like, there is an interesting story in there somewhere, but this ain't it. It's almost like we we talked last episode about The Omen and how, like, there's The Omen 2, which is Damien. I I think The Omen 2. Electric Boogaloo. It's exactly right. uh, Is Sam Neill. I think Sam Neill plays Damien. In either the Omen two or the Omen three, I think really? it's the Omen but three because Omen two, he's still a child. Omen three is that what it is? And then it's Omen three, the final conflict that he's yeah. an adult, and I think he runs for president, and then um, he does, and he wins. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and we all know how that turns out. Coronavirus stuff like that. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, um, that's why he has his hair like that, so we can't see the mark of the beast on his dome. <laughs> you know what, though, guys, that's kind of offensive. Too what is oh <laughs> but um uh, oh christ here comes another one star review yeah i know right but then there was um and then there was a made for tv uh omen sequel called omen four i don't know the awakening i don't know something like that but let's get and this 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 is a piece of crap plot this is a terrible terrible story i actually they... don't mind the opening 
I like so it's pretty it's smart it's so cheap, in the way though. it's so I agree it's, but it's <laughs> but I you have to look at it in 1976 made for TV movies let's recreate the room with none of like the cheapest bare bones way possible <laughs> I know. with none like, of the people that is true it's, I, it's I, so bad I have, in my, <laughs> I have in my notes that the satanic cult seems to have traded their gothic New York City apartment yeah. for an office park in Phoenix yeah exactly it's like they recreated it so poorly it's like, like they oh put no God. effort into it yeah and then also no, no, didn't they don't they like ominously have the knife stuck in the ground which the lady pulled out in the first one like the movie oh, starts maybe. off panning over and the knife is stuck in the ground because that's supposed to look creepy but it's like that lady walks over it might have even been Minnie. someone walks over and pulls it out of the ground when rosemary drops it's the, it. it's they, the, they the, do uh, because old... i i <laughs> I remembered what a great touch it was. She pulls the knife out of the ground and she kind of tries to cover up the smudge mark because she's yeah, like, it's right. still her. That's, that's oh, you right. messed that's up right. my floor. Yeah. It's yeah, still that, her it apartment. Great, yeah. <laughs> great touch for her to wipe the smudge mark. Yeah. This movie is like, oh, knife in the ground because remember there was a knife, but it's like, no, we just, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yes, to your point, Kevin, you are right. It looks like garbage. Yeah, you can't convince uh, me otherwise. This and, is no, no, no. Horrendous. I totally agree, but I can also look at it in the context of a made-for-TV movie for 1976. Oh, I also, uh, I, what, I, what? I just real quick, I think I know why it got bad ratings. I looked up the t- TV schedule for okay. not, this day and for October 29th, 1976, and it appears, yeah, to have, it appears to have aired opposite a Bob Hope special. Texaco oh, presents Bob That's Hope exactly what comedy. And Bob yes, Hope special. Bob Hope specials. I like most people probably don't remember. In 1976, right? come on. Most people probably don't remember Bob Hope specials. I mean, I'm I'll I'll be 50 in September and so I remember them, but even people my age remember them as being kind of like something only old people cared about. But in the early to mid 70s, a Bob Hope special was an event. And like I mean, sure. it, it they were just rating ratings beast i mean there's a reason they still continued to air them until the the what the the mid 90s you know because it's even yeah. with the laws of diminishing returns it was still it had cachet so anyway but you know what i this movie deserves to be beaten by a bob hope special like i'm <laughs> glad the ratings were bad because it is horrendous like we talked about most of our misbegotten sequels were sequ- the ones that we've watched haven't necessarily been like critically that bad they just weren't the original bad. yeah yeah but like last week's was bad and this one who is bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so we come to find out that rosemary stayed with the group uh to help raise adrian slash andrew so the the cult calls him adrian she calls him andrew remember your name is andrew yeah, <laughs> to somehow maintain some semblance of humanity. I like that she's okay. So supposedly, Rosemary has been like secretly telling him like we're going to escape, and your yes. name is Andrew, and don't believe them. Blah blah blah. You're supposed to believe that this little kid, like when put up against the resources of these <laughs> right. other satanic adults, like they're not going to be able to get out of him. That she's been, you know, lying right. to them. Like no right, way. Right, this right. kid is. They're like, hey, do you want this toy? rocking horse yep oh do i i'm spilling, I'm spilling the beans like there's my no mom way. said we're running away yeah he's not keeping that secret you can't tell this kid that <laughs> so yeah so they run away and i guess okay i grew up catholic right yeah uh, river sticks exactly exactly <laughs> it's where moses went down yeah 
Um, but she runs into a synagogue. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it make more sense to run into a church? Why does like I didn't understand she doubles why the... she runs into that synagogue and then she's just like pray pray yeah. and I was like that's and not I don't think that's how that works I, I don't I, think the I devil couldn't... gives a crap at that point. Well, I just I I couldn't understand the flip there to why they went to a Jewish setting and she's like and and doesn't she like she's like we have to be here she we have to hide here yeah because I guess they the pow their the the cult powers of. Uh, map quests don't work when you go inside a church or a synagogue. Yeah, I guess I didn't really understand who was that. Who was that that came over to her? Was it just like a? a... I thought it was just like a uh, a rabbi. Yeah, I I wasn't exactly sure, but the guy that comes over and she's like, "No, we have to stay here." Yeah, so they're you know they're the cult is doing their the culty thing and uh, they track they they're calling to Adrian. And Adrian, you know, being a punk ass kid, runs outside, and then his mom like tackle, you know, Rosemary tackles him to the ground, and uh, the cross she... thing is so weird. Like, yeah, okay, right? So we're so gonna she... do the synagogue thing. Wait a minute. So she's they've got a cross which isn't yeah. Jewish. Nope. So <laughs> so they she's got the cross. She puts it on him, and then it like basically burns like brands burns a him scar because the him. satanic cult is like come to us adrian and they're doing their chanting and so it's causing the evil like the cross is burning him because he's the, the son but it the breaks devil. the spell and yeah blah, basically blah. basically the only reason they did that was so when we flash forward we know that who adult adrian is <laughs> we, yeah right well dun, we got the dun, star dun. on his chest got it perfect <laughs> thank you yeah uh that that makeup effect cost them Three fourths of their budget. That's yeah. why we got crap sets. <laughs> they had to get that makeup effect on them. They had what? Uh, let's, so, hey, hey, hey! You, what about the the ghost bus? Don't forget about that. <laughs> they, how could I forget they about? They spent the ghost all bus. the money on the ghost bus, but we'll get there. <laughs> that looked like something out of a Nightmare on Elm Street dream sequence. <laughs> like it was like bad. Well, we'll get there when we get there. It's coming up. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead so so they get away you know rosemary's on the run with adrian and uh i don't think who's this gal who's the gal that helps her escape i couldn't that's ginger from gilligan's island (laughs) that's what i thought that's right yeah and she looks like a million bucks just like she did on gilligan's island um she's no marianne so she gets to this small town uh and she oh we should so guy the character guy is like living in la now and just said f this i'm out (laughs) i'm leaving new york i'm going to la (laughs) i guess like he did what the cult needed and they now with all of his knowledge and everything they're just like yep you're good like (laughs) right that's what cults do they're just like yeah go ahead and get out of here well i don't like i don't know i gotta give the movie credit here i don't think that's so bad i think i took it as like he's now a big actor in Hollywood. He's very he's successful. He's he he parlayed his Broadway role into into film or television success and they don't have a need for him at the moment, but as soon as they have a need for him, they're they're right back on his doorstep. So I mean, yeah. I guess that's, that's true. true. He got what they promised him, fame, and now he's a, a big Hollywood actor. It, it just seemed weird that like, I don't know, after the whole thing went down to me, I almost felt like they'd want to keep him close by like yeah. but <laughs> I, I get what you mean where it makes sense with his career, but it's just like, yep, like you're we're good, like we'll handle this here and you go off. Hey, and... you know that time you watched Satan impregnate your wife? Oh. All right, man, deuces. 
<laughs> Good luck but, in your career in Hollywood. But like, yeah, their marriage is. I also want to give him credit here. I think they did a really good job of casting this guy. Like, I think this guy. He does look like a, an older version of John. Cassidy. Yeah, like I think it. And and yeah. he's also, especially for television audiences of this period, he's a pretty big name too. He had been the star of a of a very popular television show called Route sixty six. Um, and so like. Again, like they they really weren't cheaping out on the cast. Like I feel like for a made-for-TV movie, this is this is at, for this day and age about as good of a cast as you're gonna find. Who was the actor that played him in this one? Uh, George Maharis, I think is how you say it. Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with that name. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that that casting was fine. It, it it wasn't a big deal, but yeah, I mean I I think what it comes down to is the script, like you said. I mean, you've got the actors in this, you've got the director who was an editor, a, a known editor and an editor on the last movie. Um, you know, it comes down to a terrible, terrible script and and a yeah. story mm-hmm. that's just it's just awful. Yeah, I I really terrible. think it all falls to the script. Even though this isn't a great looking movie visually overall, it's also oh, I mean the production value is not good at all. But... Right, but I think that if they'd have had a better script, I think we we might have got a passable product here. Like it'd be serviceable, possibly. Yeah. Right, it, it, yeah. Because like you said, what do you expect from a made from TV movie? We could at least accept that it's made for TV, and with that comes the quality and that you know right. of the video and everything. But yeah, you can't get past the this meager storyline, <laughs> and it's just so what's like wackadoo. Yeah, that, it is wackadoo. It gets even wackadooier. Yeah. <laughs> like as we go forward, uh, trademark real spoilers that goes on a T-shirt. So Ginger, like, so they go to this town, and then so the Roman calls guy. And says, you, you, she's going to call you. You need to send that kid back to us. And he was like, okay, cool. So, of course, what does Ro, Rosemary do? She calls him. And in the process of her calling him, uh, Adrian is attacked, not attacked, but like bullied by this group of kids. And he hulks out on them. <laughs> uh, like so much so that even his eyes change colors. And he kills one of them. I guess. I don't like, think he does. Told. I think she's lying. <laughs> I think she's lying to, oh. to like, he, he definitely, yeah. like, hurts them, but, like, then they run away, and 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 the and uh, the mom is like, Rosemary, I guess I should know her name, uh, <laughs> uh, is like, what happened? And But I'm pretty sure that, that, that Ginger is lying in order to okay. be like, I'll help you escape in a ghost bus. So... <laughs> so wait so when when does the cult when do the cultists get their claws into ginger i think they I always had know. their claws just, into ginger yeah she's just it's like unknown to us but she's a part of the deal oh yeah no because they i think me mimi says i don't know either okay, it doesn't matter Mini, yeah, not mini. It mini. doesn't matter, but they, uh, it doesn't matter. She's, she's a part basically of the cult. what happens is they they're like, okay, we're gonna get you in this car. She, we're you're gonna get on this bus, and then we're gonna get you out of here. Well, she puts Rosemary on the bus and says, "Deuces!" And the ghost bus. We say ghost bus because there's nobody on the bus. Yeah, it, except and, oh, for Rosemary. It's so poorly filmed and yeah. acted. Like it's just like Did this you, thing pulls 
so Patty Duke, like, she runs to the back of the bus, like, hey, Andrew, and then, like, she, and then there's nobody on the bus. You didn't get on the bus and look that there was no driver? Yeah. I mean, okay, you know how a bus works, right? Okay, so doors open, you walk up some steps, and the first thing in front of you is a driver. Here's how lazy it is. There are buses that have doors at the midway point, too. They could have just had her get on there, right? They could have just got one of those buses and had her get on there. But, um, nope, because that's what movie we're watching. When when she runs back to the front of the bus and she sees that there's no one driving the bus, and I mean this is I and and this effect of no one driving the bus is like straight out of a Disney movie, right? Like yeah, very much so. It's very bad. much so. But and they, she like they focus on it like dun 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 right, <laughs> and she lets out this blood curdling scream. Did you feel yeah. in that moment that she was like? Embarrassed to be filming that, like her screen. I, 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 I was I felt, embarrassed I felt to watch that it. The scene, the scene where she's in the rain putting the cross to that kid's chest. Yeah. I was like, she doesn't want. To, she doesn't want to be here. Oh, yeah. I, I, that <laughs> that scream she lets out because it goes on for a long time, and I could just, I just felt like she's just like, I could just feel radiating off of her. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah, it's here? it's horrible. The image of like her in the window of the ghost bus, and she's yelling, and yeah. they go to the you know, and they go back to the kid and Ginger, and she's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's why they want this kid. Okay, whatever. I'm your I'm your mommy now. Yeah. Uh, so and that's then, kind and then of, it just flash like, forward, and that's where it we just are. Like, yeah, it just like abruptly goes forward to these other people, and and then you eventually find out it's like, oh, this is the adult. Uh, not Damien. Yeah, I was gonna say Damien. Whatever his name is, <laughs> Adrian. I I do. I know it's funny how we feel like he's a ripoff of Damien when it predates it. But um, I uh, I also feel like I or I also I do like how they've divided the movie into like the book of Rosemary, the book of Adrian, the book of Andrew. Like I I thought that was I I like that that narrative construct. I will. There's so few things to like. I'm that. trying to find something. <laughs> Yeah, good you're, for you. You're, you're, yeah. I'm proud of you. That's, yeah, I'm thank you. impressed. Thank you. Yeah. It's a uh, kinder, so, gentler Tom. Yeah. So here's the so, thing that, like, the thing that I found the most frustrating about this movie, and there is a lot, oh, so it takes a lot yeah, to top on. the list. Oh, so, boy. So now we enter the book of Adrian, right? It's been over 20 years, and now Adrian's played by an adult actor, Night Owl 1, as you as you yes, l- yes, l- yes, let yes, us yes. know. Um, so... This, oh yeah, he's thirty three years old. Right, the same age Christ was when he when he died. Um, uh huh. So uh, we never actually talked about the fact that in the last movie he's actually born on June sixth of sixty six, so six six six. But uh, but so at this point in the film, it is nineteen ninety nine, and they yeah. make absolutely no effort. <laughs> Of any kind <laughs> to make it look as if we are in the future. There is not one. Like, and I'm not saying make it a sci-fi movie, but there is no, n- but not this, this one m- piece of set design to make <laughs> you think that it's not 1976 still. Right. Like, we've right, talked about right, this right, before right. where you can tell in a movie that's set in a different time period, but you're just like, yeah, it's a very 70s looking movie. This movie doesn't like yeah like you said there's they're no still driving cars from the 70s yeah like everything about this thing is 
is taking it's place cheap. in 1976. But it's, that's the thing. The production quality of this movie is so cheap. Everything yeah. about it. Like, they put such minimal effort into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> minimal effort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now he's cruising around in this sports car. Uh, you know, driving as fast as he can because he's a bad guy, or he's got a he's got a a bad streak. Uh, and he gets pulled over, and he's like, I guess he switched spots with his buddy. He's like, No, man, you get the ticket. I'll, I'll, I can't get. I can't do that. I said, No, thank you. Uh, and the cops are like, You beat Nicks. I'm like, Beat Nicks is still a thing in 1999. Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wasn't a thing in 1976. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could see the old man cop still saying it. Like that's all right. Uh, so like you would have called him like I'm a s- turkey. <laughs> yeah, you jive turkey. Like, well, that's not okay. Uh, I guess his buddy is a man of God. Is that what I'm supposed to interpret from this? I I mean, his name is Peter Simon. Like, I guess that's fair. I, you know, so it's like I I I don't know how else we're supposed to interpret that is other yeah, than he's that's, that's like a good point a positive influence on him. He brings him to church, right? He go no he no. Uh, Adrian goes to a church and sees him there. And he's there. So, like, they yeah. go their separate ways, and they he sees him there at the church. I think that's your tell, though. It's like, yep, there's old Peter at the church. Yeah. Uh, so, this is, like, he wants to be a rock star, because, sure. Because rock and roll is the devil's music. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, is that what we're, go- okay, that's what we're going to do. Uh, in 1976, like, I mean, all right. I guess Satanic Panic yeah, was kind they, of starting. Yeah, they always they thought for a long time that rock yeah. music was the devil. The devil. Um, the uh, this movie is real. Like this is the point where I'm like, I don't really remember what happened. Like I remember he, he. Do they go to the old man and they're just like, you need to go talk to him? There's not that much of a plot to this movie. There really the is. Thing is just it's just like Adrian is raised by Minnie and Roman and like. He, well, no, he's not raised by Minion. Well, for like ra- the first, he ends up being raised by Ginger. Well, for the first like six years of his life, oh, six sure, to sure, eight sure. years sure. of yeah, his yeah, life, yeah. he's raised by by Minion, Roman, um, and 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 Rosemary, and then yeah, then Rosemary gets abducted, and and they never really tell you what happens. She, to she's her. gone. Patty yeah. Duke is gone from this movie. She just she just never. I, I but I guess also back then it's probably. If someone runs off with your child, it's probably a lot harder to find them. Um, it's probably, but true, also I yes. took it as like the ghost bus probably just killed her. That's yeah, that was, like it's just yeah. she's just driving around forever, like in a <laughs> yeah. in a ghost in a nineteen seventy six made for TV <laughs> ghost bus version of Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie I want to see. This is the movie that inspired Speed. Yeah, that's right. Just real quick, I'm assuming that they made a deal with Ginger because now Ginger has this big giant right nightclub slash brothel. I guess that's what I thought. <laughs> and, uh, um, and it's also kind of, a um, you know, kind of a slut shaming movie where like, well, of course the sex workers in league with the satanic cult <laughs> 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 and just of all the bad things to talk about. I think we should at least address how bad is her accent in this movie? Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's real bad. It's bad. like, 
every fourth line she remembers she's supposed to be southern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh crap. There's no point where the director's like, hey, just reminder you're southern right oh right 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 but the, <laughs> the whole it. the whole thing just revolves around him struggling with this you know this inner the demon inside of him like he's trying to pull away from it from like i guess the teachings of his mom and her trying to get him out of it and then you know he's got all the influence around him obviously the cult and Minnie and and roman are still an influence and it's so that struggle basically what like because the cult feels like we're going to lose this. We don't need this kid. We don't need him. We just need, we don't need his brain. We just need his body as a vessel. And that kind of becomes their main motivation. This entire time is like, we don't, they're they're They get in contact with guy and you know, guys like they want him to like have a relationship with his son so they can, I don't really understand why they bring him back into the picture or anything. <laughs> like why do they why does he go to Vegas to see his son play? Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, like I, I get, had no idea. I get at the beginning that they were like, "Hey, she's probably going to come to you and you need to exert some control over her." You know? That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, that. that that does make sense. But then at that point where they're basically like, "Hey, rich and famous instantly recognizable <laughs> actor, you personally need to kill this kid that you haven't talked to in 30 years." Yeah. You have to kill your bat your not son. Right. You know, you have to kill the devil's son. Yeah, I got yeah, I think they've They've got people that can do that, but you'd think given the way this movie turns out. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, so he goes to, um, he picks a fight. Like, I don't know if he's trying to do like suicide by biker, but they, they kind of foreshadowed it with the kids earlier, but he goes and tries to like weave in between some motorcycle. Oh yeah. And then he hulks out on those guys Yeah, and then he destroys them. So it shows you that he's got this evil power. (laughs) Right. And then is this when he goes to see Peter again? Because they're gone, right? So well, he goes so to the church they have and... A, they have a... Yeah, that was before that, actually, I okay, think, that okay. he goes to the church. But he... So Minnie and Roman are going to have a birthday party for him. And, like, <laughs> they're like, you were born at midnight. And so, like... No, 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 tomorrow. no, no. No. He was not born at midnight. I got I got to correct this because it was what so it? cringe-inducing. He okay. was conceived at midnight. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> but you were conceived at midnight. He's like, oh, like let me tell you, I know the exact split second that your father shot a load. Would you, oh. would you like me to tell you, describe the exact veiny nature of your father's penis oh. to you? So they have this party for him, and like one of his gifts is a huge knife. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, yeah, like, yeah, he's like, why knife, did you get yeah. me this knife? <laughs> oh, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> when does so and when does he hook up with the girl? Like when do they become a thing? That's at the very end. That's in the third act. That's a, is it? Yeah. Wait, wait. Did you say her name was Marianne? No, I said it was at the <laughs> oh. very end. <laughs> oh, I was like, if they had Ginger in this movie, they're like, just call her Marianne. It's good enough. Well, yeah. Then they have the movie star. <laughs> um, the professor is one of the cult members. But so, so yeah, they drug so him. That. They drug him at the casino, and that's uh, right, they that's put right. him in like like Joker mime, makeup, mime makeup, or like is that the, not? Did it not look like the Joker makeup? It looks from... like the new Joker. Yes. Yeah, it's I know. It's like face. why is he a mime? What is yeah. happening? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could un- like I thought they were going with the idea that his band 
is like a satanic band, right? right. And they have yeah. makeup. And I that's was, kind of like their gimmick. I was like, if there's anything this movie gets right, it's that mimes are of the devil. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can get out of that box. I know you can. Stop <laughs> being a jerk. This whole second act, though, he's got the weird mime makeup on, and they yes. the the cult members all come and surround him, and they're doing a ritual. Um, and, and they're going to kill him, right? Yeah, and or then, or it's or they're like they're trying to bring the demon out, right? And then what they they end up not doing it though, right? Like why they stop? Well, they do they do it, and then they think that this it's a lost cause. But then he kind of starts to convulse and like, oh, we did it! And then he goes and plays a show, and then he goes to yeah, and then <laughs> he stumbles and into like the the club and does like a really weird. <laughs> show it's just so and then is this where he is this where he has sex he, with the girl he defeats them with made for tv rock music <laughs> yes but he ends up having sex with this girl and, and, he, and he kind of breaks it he goes to the church to see either way he like the adrian part of his personality starts to go away yeah and he becomes andrew and but he has sex with this girl and then all of a sudden she becomes part but of that's the cult. At, but that's at the end though. It is? That's toward the end of the movie when she's like Yeah, she, cuz like so when he's in the cl- when he's in the club um uh like that's when the, uh he has the devil makeup on and then then and then guy shows up at the club yeah. and then um and and then they realize that the made-for-TV rock music is possessing <laughs> everyone on the dance floor. Is that really? Are you serious right now? Yeah, like that's okay. That, okay, and then, and then, um, and then, uh, and then, guy runs away, and then Peter goes out after guy and tries okay. to get him to save Adrian, and then that's when um, Peter gets electrocuted. By oh, guy with the with right. the with the broken power cord like that <sighs> that this satanic storm caused. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, and that's the turning point when Peter dies. That's what I guess. And then Adrian wakes wakes up, but he's in a hospital with amnesia. Yeah, because right. it's not a nineteen seventies made for TV movie without amnesia. Oh, no. you can't. I mean, you can't do it. It's the that's, law. Uh, that's it's it's the a law. staple. Yeah, that's, it was, uh, it was, it's it, a requirement. It was okay, so he wakes up with amnesia, but the cult doesn't need him anymore because he had sex with that girl. Now that girl is pregnant with the with the the son of the the grandson of the devil. No, that this is where he meets the. Yeah, so the, that's he, at the very end of the movie. Yeah, you keep jumping to the very you're, end. You're, so. you're jump like that's yeah, I'm like trying. the last. I'm thing trying really. Happens. I'm trying really hard. So the yeah. nurse is the nurse pops up. And then, and, oh, okay, and okay. she's the 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 girl is that lady's the nurse. It's Donna Mills, and uh, yeah, she's like, oh, she you're... kind of like or- orchestrates the escape. She thinks right. She we think uh, they pull a, a Rosemary's Baby, where <laughs> we think that she is on his side, right? And she realizes that the cult is coming to get him, and they got to get out of there, and they start to develop this relationship. That's right. Yeah, and so uh, and so guy finds out, and guy's worried that like that. Andrew's going to come kill him. Right. They stop at a motel where they do it. That's got it. And then so they go to a ho- they go to a hotel and there is nothing sadder than 1970s <laughs> hotels. Like 
<laughs> like they, I think you mean motels. motel. Not I, like whenever you see a motel from the 1970s, they always look horrible even if they're not supposed to look horrible so i was watching the other day and this isn't the 70s i think it's early 80s but it's i think it's still applicable i was watching uh stroker ace because i'm weird and uh (laughs) um and there's a couple scenes where he's you see his hotel room and stroker ace is supposed to be this big huge famous rich nascar guy and he's staying at this hotel which should be nice and you're and like by today's standards it just looks like a complete hovel like it's amazing how far (laughs) hotels have come in the last 30 years so they're like out out by me like my route 66 kind of like runs through where i live right and out uh in the in the crestwood area there are three one of them is called the chippewa hotel the wayside motel and a, a third one and I've driven by these hotels my ent- I, motels my entire life, right? I had to drive by them to get to the mall. I'm 38 years old, and I still want to stay in one. <laughs> I don't just to see it. I don't. I just, think I, you, you know do. what? I don't want to see. I don't want to stay in one. I just want to see it. I don't because <laughs> it looks. Yeah, they look like they... what? Uh, it's psycho. Yeah, like the way they're set up, right? They look, they still look like that. Yeah. Do they I'm charge like, by the quarter hour? <laughs> by the f- yeah, every fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, a lot of those, I, a lot of those sorts of ho- hotels are, you know, I mean, they're obviously drug dens. Um, sure, and a lot of them too, sadly, are like they're they're kind of like the last stop before homelessness for people. So right, um, I still want to know what it looks like on the inside. I, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> Just open the door, be like, yeah, all right, that's what I thought. Very yeah. good. Okay. And it, that's that's the exact sort of uh, motel where my ex-wife was taking my then <laughs> six-year-old to do drugs at, and which is, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh. good times. It was literally, <laughs> I'm not making this up, it was literally voted by TripAdvisor the second dirtiest hotel in America. Oh. What was the first? I don't know. I you oh, know well now I want to know what the first yeah. one was but yeah the I was, just, I was motel just like, featured in look what happens to Rosemary's baby <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so yeah John John Cassavetes guy is freaking out guy is trying to to go kill Adrian Anthony no Andrew or, is okay he Andrew whatever, now? yeah whatever the dude he's Andrew now is. if he's good he's Andrew uh, if he's bad he's if he's bad he's Adrian he's Adrian. <laughs> And Minnie and Roman are just like they're just tooling around trying to I don't know what they're trying to do trying to get get him back or trying nobody to kill knows him or I don't know basically what happens is uh the the nurse has been in on it the entire time yeah that's that's the bottom line that's the next plot uh, point because I mean again I watched this movie yesterday and I can't I tell you what I, happened nope. there's nothing nope. happens I in this remember movie. the I remember them <laughs> having sex and then yeah. the Finding out that the gr- the nurse is part of the crew. Doesn't Guy try to run over Ellen with the car? Is it's that what's going guy. on? Guy, yeah, Guy tries to yeah. when they're at the motel. Guy tries to run her over, like because he because we see the car is like possessed earlier in the movie. Um, it's a ghost car. car is, it's a ghost car. It's a ghost car, and it's revving up and it's moving. It's possessed, and so oh, you're right, you're right. That does happen. Yeah. So he tries to 
like the police come because his car tried to run this woman over and he's like go check the car like it will be empty and then they look inside of it and it's guy yeah dun, dun, dun. And, then, and then he tries to hit her with the car and then andrew runs off into the night and then that's when you get the big reveal with roman and and many and and ruth gordon is so wasted in this movie I, 80% of her role is just voiceover which is yeah. so right, frustrating right, right. like you get her back like why don't you give her more to do like uh so frustrating yeah it's she, very uh, wasteful but yeah so basically that nurse was in on it and she's working with them and she is if she has sex with him like his seed will transplant the devil into her so now she right. will carry the devil the she'll devil. be she's the new one well, the, no she'll be carrying the devil's grandson right whatever technicality <laughs> i mean it's a demon whatever it is so by them having sex she gets the baby they don't need him anymore and it's just Credits. like it's a cliffhanger it's just like look what happens to <laughs> rosemary's baby's baby yeah look what happened to rosemary's grandbaby well, and yeah. don't they reveal that that Ellen had been Roman and Minnie's granddaughter? Isn't that what they're? Yes, yes. she is. Yeah. She's yes, related. They do. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. But, so. but then why didn't they have her in the first one? Why didn't they say, "Hey, why don't you have this baby in the first one?" Well, because she would have been like, tw- like yeah, this oh, is thirty right. or this twenty is, something years later. This is yeah. twenty something years. You know, yeah. I like that you. I like that you think even Satanists are like, no, no, no. We gotta wait till you're eighteen. Right. Well, if it was a different director, <laughs> they probably wouldn't have waited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they, yeah. Had they uh, used the original director, that would have been the plot point. But <laughs> I. Uh, um. But yeah, because you figure at the honestly, with when the first movie's taking place, she's probably not even born yet. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. You know. Um. But also like. The the movie the original movie kind of hints at this that they I don't know that they really clearly spell it out though that they wanted him to turn uh thirty which is the um or be like thirty be thirty three the age Christ died at the the millennium at the turn of the millennium like that's isn't why isn't that a part of the st- isn't that part of the stand I, it's been isn't a long that what the stand is it's been a long time since I read the stand yeah. all right. Their whole thing they keep like alluding to is like then year one will happen right like, for two thousand years you've had your God and oh, all this stuff oh and good now... with Jack Jack Black and Michael Sarah great <laughs> well <laughs> I like that movie. I would rather watch that movie I know Tom's a fan but yeah it's... yeah this is a train wreck this is awful this is awful it's also funny and in, in this one they talk about like and like then they're like and now it'll be year one and we're like in the original as soon as the he baby's was born, born will be year one they were right. like it's year one and so now they're yeah, it's like make up your mind. That year one didn't <laughs> yeah. count. No, it this movie it, the reason it's hard to recount the plot like we said before, it's a terribly written script and it's very meandering. Nothing happens in this yeah. movie. They were like, let's make a Rosemary's Baby sequel with all these characters because it was a popular movie and what are we going to have them do? I don't know. They're just all going to be kind of just like running away and Yeah, it's like be a demon kid. I don't know. It's weird. It's a it's a series of incidents, but there's no real narrative structure to to it no you know yeah Yeah, that's that's a that's a great way to describe it yes that's exactly it's a waste of time when we talk about the podcast and how like oh do you watch the movies do you listen first whatever (laughs) like this podcast was made so you don't have to watch movies like this yeah there's there's (laughs) no reason to watch this movie at all at all ever ever yeah i uh um yeah and i went to look because i was like why didn't they get john cassavetti's back for this right because John Cassavetes, um, uh, 
is is a really good filmmaker. Um, he and he was kind of at the forefront of like art house filmmaking, and he was making indie art house style movies when it was you know there wasn't really a, a mature infrastructure to get funding for films like that. And he made a Canon films. He made a movie, uh, a really good movie with Peter Falk called a woman under the influence, which I don't know if you've ever, if you've never seen, you should. And it's really like it. I mean, it feels like they just set up cameras in somebody's house and edited, edited the footage together. It's so slice of life hmm. in terms of like the, the woman has, drinking problems and mental health issues and just watching this marriage and family disintegrate and he was nominated for best director for the movie and then i'm blanking on the name of the actress but uh but she uh won, i believe she won uh best actress for the film and it's hmm. really it's really good and it's really uh like kind of uh i don't know you know i think it really kind of retroactively would almost fall into that mumblecore kind of film in terms of like it's just the everything about the delivery style is is very uh very matter of fact and like it doesn't nothing about it sounds staged right yeah. but um but i feel like i may need to rescind my john cassavetti's canon thing i don't yeah. think it was now that i'm looking at his filmography yeah i don't think it was him i, I so, never thought he was but i figured yeah, well joe's yeah. never dino, de, dino de laurentes maybe I don't know. There was some like older filmmaker that like ended his, like would do these massive productions. Well, he's the he's the producer that produced like Army of Darkness, but he did um, who Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah, didn't he do the the big King Kong remake? That could be it. Like he yeah. he was a big Maybe. time producer. He did a ton. I'll have to look. I, but, but I'll have to double check. But, but the it reason was I was not John Cassavetes. But the reason I was like, why didn't they get Cassavetes is because Cassavetes would totally do work for hire. Like, he wasn't like, I'm a great artist, I can't be in this horrible TV movie. Like, he was always very much about, like, I'm going to go over to Hollywood, and I'll do whatever you want me to do, and then I'm going to take that money, and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to make what I really care about. So he was he was always that guy, and yeah. Peter Falk was the same way, and him and Peter Falk were super tight, and like and, like... Cassavetes like would pop up in episodes of Columbo. I think he might have even directed a few. And like, and then Peter Falk would be like, "Oh, these Columbo things for TV are really good." And then I'll take that money and I'll fund some Cassavetes movies. And so, like, they, you know, so like he would have. He seems like he would have been an an easy get for something like this. But he, uh, but it looks like he was probably making a movie in this time frame because he's you figure he would have just been coming off a woman under the influence so he's probably not going to go from a nomination for best director uh, an oscar nod for best director into making a tv movie like this even though he wasn't above making tv movies like this so he was making a movie called the killing of a chinese bookie hmm. which is well there we go you know, become something of a cult film so anyway that's where and uh joe just for the record like dino de laurentis um it was king kong 76 he produced and then uh he produced flash gordon halloween 2 conan the barbarian oh, and Medieval okay. 2 okay. halloween 3 the dead zone conan the destroyer dune like he he produced he was on, he was on it i gotta pee up right back well Oh, <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think we're done. If you just want to say where you, they can find you. Oh, he's gone. He ran he's away. Gone. <laughs> we're hey, done. <laughs> who am I to mock someone for having to get up to pee? I like it. That's true. This movie, Tom, first of all, damn you for picking Rosemary's Baby. It's kind of a movie that is. But this this sequel is another one of those horrendous. Like, this is on the level of 
this is almost dream a little dream too. I know you didn't watch that one. I did but not watch that. This but is yeah, like... it's it and it's it's frustrating. I feel like it's even more frustrating than that must have been though because like again, on paper they've assembled the potential. They've assembled some good pieces like bringing in Sam Osteen to direct this movie. That makes sense, right? You're like, "Oh, like somebody behind the scenes is like What's the editor doing? Like, and 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 Sam Osteen, beyond being a good editor or a great editor, he's an Oscar-nominated editor, and he played a large role in the crafting of of Rosemary's Baby because the original cut was four hours, and f- and from what I can gather, it sounds like um, Polanski shot shot four hours of footage and then handed it to Osteen and was like, "You find the film," and. And then he disappeared it down. Yeah, and he did, you know. So let let's real quick, let's talk about what films Osteen edited. Get these titles here. Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Amazing film. Cool Hand Luke, The Graduate, Chinatown. I mean there's ton more. I'm just trying to skip over some, but like this dude edited some amazing films absolutely so uh, you know so bringing him in as a director giving him a shot knowing that he played a large role in in crafting the the film story of mm-hmm. of rosemary's baby in terms of like taking polanski's footage and and finding the, the movie within that footage like yeah that makes sense patty duke that makes sense, especially when you know she was close to getting that role. Getting back Ruth Gordon is great, and and you know Ray Milan, it, again, Oscar-winning actor. Like it's like this should have worked, in, or, or could have worked. You know what's interesting is that I know that a lot of guys like when they don't direct feature films. Like you know, a lot of times they'll try their hand at TV, and then they'll get a feature film or whatever. Like he only did two feature films everything else was tv movies and his first tv movie he directed was in 73 so it's you know after rosemary's baby and he got the tv movie and then he got a movie called i love you goodbye from 1974 and then in 1976 he did a feature film called sparkle and then that was it like he only had those two features and just never never was able to break out yeah <laughs> he just wasn't good at it <laughs> yeah that was it it's like different people have different skill sets and maybe his was editing and he he took a crack at it and he didn't have it and so he went back to editing so he walked away yeah that's the thing like like yeah that that same year though sparkle was that second and last feature film and then that's the same year that look what happens to rosemary's baby came out and then he only did a tv movie in 81 called the best little girl in the world and then kids don't tell in 1985 those are two troublesome titles yes i know especially given his uh yeah (laughs) so uh anyway uh i guess that's it for this one let's uh go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 I got to pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> Man, I had to. Me I, too. Hurry up. I was, it, it hurt. It hurt a lot. I've this been is, there. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Next week, we will return to regular format, at least for a week, as we tackle a couple of new releases. Spike Lee's The Five Bloods and the Judd Apatow-Pete Davidson uh, mashup, The King of Staten Island. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, the crazed crowd eats her baby. That one's for you, Brad. <laughs> uh, full circle. Always remember your name is Andrew. You mustn't believe what they tell you. That an evil thing. Someone 
very, very bad, put you inside me. But I carried you. I know you're good. You do want to be good, don't you, Andrew? Sometimes. We're going to have to leave here soon, Andrew. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.